Forgotten Flicks, episode 97.5, Unleashing Our Beast, Master. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I am Joel, and I am joined as a... uh, Oh, wait a minute. This is is unprecedented. This this hasn't happened since that godforsaken episode zero. I'm alone! (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Jason's not with me because it's approximately 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I need to get this intro done. And, you know, he's busy. He's, you know, famous, popular, constantly doing signings and uh, meet and greets, kissing babies, waxing palms, whatever he does. So I'm going to keep this unusually short and sweet. In this bonus episode, we continue our conversation about the Beastmaster from 1980. Two, in case you didn't know that already, and this is a continuation of episode 97. We talk with both Mags, uh, or Maggie, as she's more commonly known. Well, actually, she may be more commonly known as Mags. Whatever. We speak with Maggie and Peter, two of the Forgotten Flicks crew. It's an international episode this time around, and they are big, big fans of the Beastmaster, so we get their take on it. We also get their movie picks, and oh, <laughs> So, so much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this bonus episode of Forgotten Flicks. And don't forget, next week, that's right, folks, next week is the first episode of the 2013 Spooky Flicks Fest, and it's all about parents from 1989. Until then... So now we're here with two people who are just, they master their beasts constantly, Peter and Mags. I have no retort to that. I can just, I can almost imagine Kevin Spencer's head exploding right now. (laughs) Yeah, that happens on a regular basis. Oh yeah, they're getting, yeah. He was having a shower coffee earlier. He posted a pic. You're spreading that. I got to tell you, I, I... I, my kids came out of the bathroom the other day and said, who left a coffee cup in the shower? Yeah, see? Wait, I'm that like, was awesome. Skype pooped out just enough for it to sound like you said, who left a coffee cup in the shitter? That <laughs> 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 was, was great. God the bless you, Skype. The shitter was full. Yeah. With, was full. with coffee. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so, yes, obviously this is an extra segment of Forgotten Flicks, and Jason being half asleep and a mouthful of pancakes. <laughs> uh, we, we are going to just jump right in. So, Jay, how would you like to get us started? Well, so one of the reasons we're here today is that this is a movie uh, we beloved. talked about with Kevin Spencer for quite some Huh? <laughs> he said this is why we're here today. I went, dearly beloved. <laughs> you were very formal, that's all. Oh, God, in here this morning talk about the movie that none of us can explain but this please don't do the accents please <laughs> do, do do accents is that what you just said please <laughs> that's what i heard i heard that so okay ready dearly beloved 
<laughs> We're here today. Yeah, that's right. That's better. Let's do that. Yeah, daily we love it. You uh, saying, Jason? <laughs> this oil guy runs around in the desert with leather pants on and a couple of weasels. Yeah. See, and yeah. <laughs> he likes to stuff the weasels in his pants, in his gunny sack, right down in it. <laughs> yes, indeedy. So that it sounds just like something like this. <laughs> I hope you're doing those sounds yourself, Well, <laughs> Oh, my. Yeah. I, I, lo- oh my. I love how at the end of that, though, Mark Singer adds the, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's because they're in a sack. Well, it makes sense to me. Uh, no, this, is, uh, this is special. We've, we've talked about covering this movie for a long time, and every time we seem to mention it on the show, uh, lots and lots of people speak up about wanting to cover it. And for some reason or another, it just slipped our list uh, so we decided to put it in as uh, a double feature special right before we go into Spooky Flicks Fest. But because so many people have talked about it, uh, specifically so many members of our crew, uh, we couldn't do it justice without including some uh, special folks. We've had Kevin Batchelder, uh, who has said his piece, but uh, we have now decided to cross three different countries, three different time zones, and bring in uh, Maggie and Peter to talk about it, uh, who... I'm going to go on the grand assumption that you are not going to come in and talk about how much you hated uh, this movie. Oh, please do and surprise the crap out of us. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be fun. <laughs> but no. And you know it. So I wanted to start off. I want to start off with with a question that uh, Kevin asked us and we covered. But mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to ask the two of you, when was the first time you saw this movie? Peter, when was the first time you saw this? Uh, it was released in '84 in Sweden, so sometime, uh, sometime in '84. So you saw it in the theaters. See, I'm not sure about that. I think I did, but uh, I was a wee lad at the time, so <laughs> a wee lad of 23. <laughs> yeah, I was just graduating college. I uh... <laughs> I, I, I was 15, I think. So uh, I'm 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 not sure. Maybe in the theaters, but. Uh, we we rented it on VHS. You know, Maggie, tape. what about you? Um, I think I was nine or ten, and my parents had taped it off the TV, and um, we sat down and watched it one night as a big family movie, which was possibly a mistake. But I, yeah, so it must have been about 1988. I think I was about ten. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, the theatrical version was the shorter one. Uh, the the one on DVD now is uh, is longer. So, so in the, in the theatrical version, do you recall offhand if they explained what the hell happened between the point where the John Amos and the King character are sitting around the fire and the guy comes to get Dar and wake him up and says, Hey, everybody's been taken. I, I had to replay that three times because it's been like 20 years since I've seen this movie. And it's like, <laughs> did I miss something? They were sitting around the fire oh, yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're taken, but you never saw them be taken, did you? No, not holy crap! No, because that's no, no. Mark Singer gets all pouty because his dad yells at him. Yeah, he runs exactly. off the wood. Yeah, he cries. He he, just, he he cries. He just he doesn't. He just does. Pout. He cries. <laughs> he cries like he the Indian in the garbage lifting commercial. What was, yeah. what was that, Maggie? What'd you say? 
in touch with his emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh no, yeah, no, he, no, no, he's no. a manly man. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that was an emotion. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop it. Jason, you didn't like this one, did you? I love it. I love it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but I did love it only because Tanya Roberts is in it. But I loved it uh, nonetheless. He loved it because <laughs> the entire time we did the last uh, epi- the, the piece with Kevin Batchelder, he was trying to figure out how to answer this. What would you have me do? What would Ooh, you I have, have answers for that. <laughs> what would you have me do? <laughs> Play one more time, Joel, please. Uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> what would you have me do? <laughs> yeah, I forgot how dirty this movie is. How you three behave, honestly? What did you say? <laughs> Well, you behave, honestly. <laughs> oh, come on, Mags. How long have you been listening to this show? Don't admit that. Okay. So oh, don't, you, don't you just like when he says, the beast is fierce. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, hold, oh, yeah. hold on. Hold on. You mean. The beast is fierce. Oh, yes, there it is. <laughs> I wonder what he means by that. Yeah, I, I totally. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Listen. This is this is key here. Listen to this line and the, especially the end. Ready? You owe me your life, but I'll accept this as payment. Do you hear the growl at the end? That's kind of creepy. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it's him. Yeah. yeah. Did, you see, did you see him wink at the tiger? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's and almost the tiger like the kind w- of rolls his eyes and turns away. Yeah. 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 The tiger is his wingman. I was going to say, I, uh, it's pretty inventive using a tiger to pick up a half dressed barbarian woman in the woods, you know? Yeah, it works. And the ferret. <laughs> and and the ferrets. And the That's ferrets. Just... Because the ferrets make her clothes. Yeah, so we did determine the <laughs> ferrets clothes. were the most talented. Uh, uh, uh... Whoa, whoa, what was that? What? Did somebody just <laughs> fall in a garbage can? <laughs> oh, we're preparing dinner here. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> in the background. Somebody just dropped Gizmo in the uh, bathroom trash bin. <laughs> yep. Okay, so. No. Jason, what were you going to say? Did, no, I was going to say he, uh, the, the ferrets definitely were uh, at least the attempt at comic relief. But uh, we, we did talk about I think that was the true love story here, mm-hmm. uh, because even let's see the amount of emotion he showed towards Tanya Roberts pretty much boils down to the roar. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of emotion he has towards his father dying yeah the moment uh, he realizes who he is and he dies in front of and him he gets killed it's more like yep. meh meh whatever he yelled at me deserves it um versus the amount of emotion he has when his ferret falls into the pit of fire Wait, no he's flying uh, ferret that's still not flying ferret. that's still sad that's horrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. with him on the emotion there i'm oh, with him on that yeah, well, well yes yeah. you are you of course you are because uh uh, not to be too critical of the screen uh, of the screenplay, but um, there was really no reason for you to or nor Dar apparently to give a crap that his father was just knifed in front of him, um, and, and therefore the ferret yeah, dying makes perfect sense why that would be the emotional. Um, yep, yeah, he hasn't seen his father for a long time, and he, and he made him cry. That's true. And he, yeah, and he made him cry. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> just a bitter old man, and and you know they just didn't. <laughs> They didn't play that up. So the whole idea of the fact that he was taken away from his father, that that's the part of the story I wish they had built more uh, was, you know, the, the concept is here's this young prince who was taken away from his parents and uh, raised by a foster village uh, who is murdered. And, of course, he goes on this quest to, to avenge uh, their deaths. But within that, 
the idea that he rediscovers his heritage, it never really happens. Never until the end. Now, I wanted to point something else out around that whole uh, uh, royalty thing. Tanya Roberts in this, Kiri. Yeah, it was his cousin. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, when you were. And then it didn't stop him because he found that out. And it did not stop him. Jason, what was it? What was the name of the the kingdom again? Do you guys remember? Which uh, West Virginia? <laughs> no, no, yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was south of the Mason Dixon line. So it really, it was a, it's totally copacetic. It if it had been his sister, no, a second right. cousin. If it's a second cousin, it's a gray area. Well, third cousin, you're fine for sure. Second, eh, you know, there might be uh, some flipper issues potentially with with, with the Lillens, and then, but but so, that would, that would, yeah, they're all married. What'd you say? British royal family interbreeding for years. Oh yeah, but that's yeah, totally see? okay because you know they're yeah. royals. Yeah, and if their kid is born with a flipper, that the, the Birdman can always. Uh... Oh, that's true. <laughs> see, he's just starring Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, kids, there's always the circus. <laughs> so, but that totally. I mean that. That did not skip anybody's beat. He just, you know, the little kid. Yeah, dude. But um, let's be honest. If Tanya Roberts was your cousin, there'd be some, <laughs> there'd be some temptation there. Admit it. You're like, if mo- if mom and dad arrested. and aunt Gladys don't find out. <laughs> some arrested development action going on. Pretty right? much. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. Praying, praying that it, it, in fact, she was adopted. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, Jason, Jason has a point. It's yeah, not, they never really get, um, no pun intended, deeper into it. <laughs> no, they don't. And and the, that whole part of the story is almost irrelevant. Um, yeah. As, as opposed end, to all they, those other parts, which are totally relevant. Totally. The bat people. <laughs> I mean, totally relevant. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess I, I want to make sure we get this this in here. Well, Did you guys happen? When was the last time you watched this? Uh, yesterday. Last night. Uh, this morning. Well, I saw. I, I watched part of it this morning. So, yeah. Mags, I'm assuming for you that 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 life is a perpetual morning, right? Because uh, pretty much, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I watched. I watched. Um, I watched a, a bit of it this morning. I watched a bit more of it um, just before you called, and then I think I think the last time I watched it all the way through was earlier this year. Okay. Okay. So when you when you watch it, what are your feelings? Um, when I'm watching it, not thinking about the fact that we've got to talk about it for a podcast, I'm just sitting there going, oh, this is great. This is not really paying that much attention to it. But watching it this morning was going, this is batshit crazy. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> see, see, this movie, is, this, was, this is where I came down on it. What, did I say, I, I, I thought I said I went down on it, but I came down on it. Uh, I, came, I came down on the side of this movie is somewhat above any type of analysis or film criticism you really there's no point this movie is everything that is good and bad about having c and d and even as you're watching you you know that this is it's absurd it's not great yeah. but, but you can't really it's a it's above reproach i guess is the best way to put yeah. it it sucks you you kind of forget because, it, because it's so blatant that it doesn't care about like the the one thing I really that I really noticed this morning, what the hell was going on with Mark Singer's hair? It changes in every scene. Like, <laughs> yes. It's big, it's long, it's short, it's long again, it's fluffy, it's not fluffy. <laughs> they just don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. 
he's a little more oiled in one. Yeah. <laughs> His coating. No, notice what Jason noticed. Jason, let's go. Yeah. Let's go further into that. What? 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 What else did you notice about his loincloth? His, his coating of muscle oil uh, changes <laughs> scene to scene. Uh, yep. He's glistening in one, not in the other. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you don't. You you watched the one that Maggie sent. You didn't have the the featurette on the making no, of. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch the featurette. No. No, uh, Mark Singer refers to that as his uh, hula skirt. His hula skirt. <laughs> the loincloth. Yeah. That's fitting. You know, what yeah. I also because... thought this morning was um, so the entire village has been burnt down. He's in his little shorts and his little shirt when he when he's been dragged off by the dog. And then suddenly he gets a loincloth and a little hula skirt and a hairband. Where the hell did they come from? The entire <laughs> village has been burnt down. Am I the only other person who thought that headband was, was very She-Ra? Yeah. <laughs> you got a point. Like, that was the most unmasculine headband and it wasn't like he knew he was a royal at that point why the hell is he wearing this somewhat like pseudo crown i didn't get that i don't know i don't i I noticed i didn't i haven't really thought about it until i watched it yesterday uh, where he says to beast his fears and all all that where he meets uh, kiri for the first time oh yeah the the subtext in this yeah the subtext in this movie is so subtle oh my god (laughs) and am i the only jason and i were talking about this the other day the whole scene where he first meets john amos seth Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you almost get the sense, <laughs> you know where I'm going, right, Jay? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, when you get the sense like Mark Singer and Giant Amos went off to the, the edge of the, the scene there while Don Coscarelli and his DP were setting up the shot. And he's like, OK. And this is John Amos would say to say to Mark Singer. All right. Here's what we're going to do. I know Don said this scene's just about we're going to join forces and we're going to we're going to go against the bad guys. No, 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 no. This scene's really about how bad you want to get on up in this right here because <laughs> when you tell me you've never seen someone handle a staff like that before, I'm going to give you this look like, Oh, I'll show you how I handle the staff. <laughs> and am I the only one who took it that way? Cause there was a twinkle in both of their eye that you could say, Oh no, there was just the editing. No, I think they did it on purpose. Probably, probably did. Yeah. Yeah, I would thought so. Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, this movie's full of that stuff. And mm. you saw how uh, Mark Singer's character he, he handled the stick uh, in earlier shots before he picked up the sword. You might, on the, but on the, but uh, I'd like uh, to point out when 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 trying to lift a log. Yeah, he needed help. Yeah. He, he needed, needed help extra to lift a log. He needed he needed an extra set of hands to lift his log. Yep, <laughs> it was a big. He was kind of clumsy. He was kind of clumsy with that stick. That whole. What was that supposed to be like a workout montage where he's on the rocks trying? Mm-hmm. To, I didn't even. Yeah, I, I don't know. I saw nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it was. What was wrong with it is ah. that he's taken he's taken the sword and the caber. Um, I love the fact that every time they said the word caber, there was a shot of somebody opening it in their hand. Yeah. <laughs> in case yeah. you forgot, this thing is cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so he takes the sword and he takes the caber. And then he goes and practices with his big bit of wood. And then he unpacks the sword and he's amazed if he's never seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I found an amazing sword. It's like, no, you didn't. You packed it up about two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you jumped on the top of a mountain and waved your stick about. And that now you've gone back to it. Well, I tell you, now obviously, when I... he's a master I, swordsman. Well, he's a master swordsman. Yeah. And when I jump on a mountain, I like to wave my stick about. So 
It's all good. Me too. I get it. Me too. Yeah, everybody. It's what you, it's what you do. It's what you do when you're on a mountain. Exactly. Oh, no, when you get to the mountain, you have to yell first. So whether he he just gets and yells, but I watched Rocky Four the other day. He gets to the top of the mountain, and yells Drago. That's Actually, true. I think there's a lot of people getting to the top of the mountain and shouting something. Well, Actually, that's the other thing you do. Hmm. Actually, I noticed when I was watching it uh, last night, there's a lot of uh, not non-talking in this movie. There's oh, yeah. huge parts of it with uh, where you just see the scenery and 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 scenes unfolding. That's which true. Which kind of yeah. works. Yeah. I like it that. actually, I, actually, it's one of the things I noted is that it seemed like the scenes with no dialogue worked better than the dialogue scenes. And yeah. uh, one of the things, one of the things Joel and I talked about is that what one of the not off-putting, one of the odd things about this for me was the fact that all of the names and and uh, references in it are like one. They're like monosyllabic names. Like I'm Dar, Dar, mm. uh, Mayax, Seth. Tall. I mean, it all yeah. sounded very cavemanish. Yeah. It didn't seem Middle Ages or Dark Ages or you know even barbarian esque when you when you think about something like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Conan the Barbarian. Or I mean, I, I assumed that's kind of the vibe they were going for. Even though uh, in the in the um, trivia for this, it turns out that Don Cascarelli turned down directing Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. To do this because he thought Conan was. Poorly no, he was written. after this. He was after he'd done this, and I think De Laurentiis had it, seen no, this. No, no, that was it was to do this. No, 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 no. He was he had done. Don, I think it was Dino De Laurentiis had seen Beastmaster, so he offered Conan because Conan and Destroyer came out in eighty four. This came out eighty three, so he would have done Conan immediately following. And he got the script and said, "Oh no, 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 no the script's not very good." And he and instead oh. he did a shitload of Phantasm movies. Yeah, well, okay. I'm glad he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. But but the the names and 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 all that it just felt odd. Like I, I couldn't even place this in a fantasy world. And other than the bat people, nothing in this really was fantasy. Everything was. Is sort Jason's of, convinced I mean, a baby yeah. going from a woman's stomach into a cow's stomach is not? Or I should say womb, not stomach. <laughs> it's not fantasy. That's magic. There's a difference. Because yeah, magic's not fantasy. <laughs> no, but magic is real. <laughs> <laughs> but go back to the names. They have to sound good when you shout them. Mm. May uh, <laughs> Dar, see, who yells Dar? I've always had a problem with the god that Mayax worships is called R. Yeah. And so, years I'd watch it and they go, "The child is ours now," and it's like I didn't know if they were saying R the god or ours. Yeah, or says it like yeah, belonging to us specific. Yeah, it's ours. You know what? You know what crossed my mind while I listened to the R thing? Monty Python, the Holy Grail. They're going to the castle Arg. Yeah. yeah, I've had that whole day today. Nice. <laughs> no, but it's very modest. Yeah. It's it's R Dar Tal. Hey, wait a minute, R and Dar. Oh, connection. See, they really need to make a Beastmaster too. They have. They have actually made a part and three. three and a TV. Oh, have you seen it? No. Nah. Have you seen Beastmaster two? I, I I've seen bits of it. I think it's. It's got the dad from The Fresh Prince in it, oh. uh, James Avery. And oh. he basically, Beastmaster and the tiger and the ferret, well, a ferret, end yeah. up in modern day LA, I think. Yeah, they go through some kind of. Yeah, portal. through the portal of time. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's, oh, it's terrible. It's so bad. And there's, I think, I think, I'm not entirely sure, there's one bit where do the, do the animals communicate with each other and subtitles come up, or have I imagined that? Oh, See, oh like great outdoors? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I think 
I could be lying. I could be lying, but I think I remember that. Oh, Is Mark Singer actually in it? Yeah. Yeah. And the third one too, I think, and the TV show. I never saw the TV show. No, neither did I. Yeah, well, the third one. What is the third one? The Eye of Prax or something like that. Praxis. Praxis. Praxis, Praxis. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like that sounds like some kind of medicinal ointment you would use. (laughs) (laughs) They they scrape it up the Beastmaster. (laughs) That's oil. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, scrape scrape the residue off his chest. It makes a wonderful ointment. We'll call it Praxis. Some side effects include rectal bleeding, hemorrhaging. <laughs> almost bad coffee all over my keyboard. Here. Uh, we have that effect on people. So, <laughs> so um, one of the things I wanted to ask, uh, Mags, if you had heard uh, the story of of the actual tiger in this. No. no oh, ready to be depressed. Get ready to be depressed. Oh, yeah. no. I know. To die. Yeah, that apparently, and I've tried to cross-reference this, and I found it listed several places. Um, Mm -hmm. One sort of contradictory, but the tiger died two two years after this movie, apparently from complications of skin irritation and infection from the dye they used to dye him black. No. Yeah. So uh, the one in Beast, the tiger in Beastmaster Two, I don't even think is the tiger from Beastmaster because that was what. What color was that tiger? Ninety-one. Yeah, I was just thinking, did they really kill another one? <laughs> That's horrible. Every, now we know why the tigers are going extinct. All these damn Beastmaster movies. Uh, Didn't work for the first one. Uh, Let's see what we can do now. They went through six of them in the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. <laughs> no, let me tell you, Don Pascarelli has this really, really soft black carpet in his living room. <laughs> And they're still going, hmm. It does wall the wrong. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to embarrass myself now. So the first time I watched the movie with my parents, um, when I was about 10, at the beginning where his dog dies, um, I was absolutely distraught that the dog had died. He's oh. not sitting on my dad's lap crying that the dog was dead. And then, <laughs> Yeah, really upset. And then my mum noticed. You know the bit where he he's very he's, he's like he drags his dad to the funeral pyre and then he puts the dog on his dad and mm-hmm. puts his dad's arm over the dog. You see the dog taking massive fuck off breath. Yeah, you do. You totally yeah. can tell. Yeah. <laughs> so then, as a child, you you realize that and said, "Oh my god, he just he just burned that dog alive." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I see why you would love this movie. I, I see that. I see it now, Max. They burn ferrets. They burn dogs. And, and, and young children. Don't forget the young children. I love how we haven't even mentioned the fact that they dump a, like a four-year-old in yeah. a fire. Man, that is yeah. grim. That is really, really grim. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how is this movie uh, PG? Seriously. It is. Yes, this movie no, is PG, it, it dude. Is. Yeah, it's, it's bloodless. I know it's bloodless, but like the, the tone of it, the, the fact that they've got, you know, Tanya Roberts boobies hanging out the fact that they've they've got you know all that wonderful subtext I, I I'm actually I was I was really surprised I did not even look at the rating uh, because I've seen this a, a, a bunch I haven't seen it in a while but I have seen this a bunch of times but when you mentioned it was PG I really had to go back and look and say really um, but this is pre yeah. PG 13 and it wouldn't have been yeah, an, I don't think it would have been an R now nah. uh, R it's, an R no R. I said I don't yeah oh, oh that's right good point <laughs> 
it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been the god that maxis worships no i I think it's more of a rated dar yeah true yeah (laughs) so peter peter i just wanted to verify your feelings on this movie uh let's see now what didn't i like about it nothing i love this movie i've seen it so many times it's ridiculous oh and you know what i met the beastmaster Oh yeah! Oh wait! Oh, you mean? Well, hold on! Hold on! You mean you? Hi, I'm Mark Singer, and you're listening to the Forgotten Place podcast. Yep. All right. Who's ringing? He's messed up right Mark now. Singer's voice. <laughs> Sorry, it's our phone. It's oh wait. Our so phone. Mark's calling you now, Peter. Is that what you're gonna go with? <laughs> Who the hell oh, he's told you mad. To, yeah. <laughs> Who told you to scrape that ointment of my chest? Well, yeah. He, wait, wait. You're, you're gonna you're gonna answer the phone. This is what you're gonna hear. Yep, that's what he's going to say to you. I would love to hear that, actually. <laughs> it's bad because when we talked to Kevin, I had to make fun of uh, make fun of his hawk calling abilities. So. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, I, I can't even do that. That's awesome. Jason was pissed because apparently that's not what a hawk sounds like. Tell him what a hawk actually <laughs> no. sounds like, and then we'll know why they didn't no. use it. No, no. The reason I was upset had nothing to do with his call. I actually thought it was pretty... That's pretty good. Pretty convincing. Hmm. The fact that they use like six different bird calls throughout the course of the movie to display the emotions or what. You're right. In a, you're right. It's totally unreasonable in a movie where babies transfer from human wombs to cow wombs. And in a movie where bat people uh, turn people into pussy goo. And where witches with really nice bods, but really, 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 really. Rough. Yeah, that BFB's on there. They need the Avon lady. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, by the way, can that could that bird actually lift that child? Oh, absolutely! No. I oh. bought that every yeah. a hook, line, and stinker. I totally bought that. <laughs> it looked like he was carrying a Ken doll. <laughs> yeah, a Ken doll. What I love is that the first kid he like chucked in the fire, no problem. The second one, he just it's like he goes uh, uh and like just drops uh, it and he drops him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was tired. He was like, tired. Oh, crap. I got some on the edge of the pot. Scrape it in. Come yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> you get this, get this. Have, you, have, you, have you tried holding a child up like that? Yes, it is. It he is was, exhausting. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially over a fire. I mean, it's hot. It's no, smoky. that's a good. You know what? You guys make valid points. I'm not. This is what I'm saying. It's above reproach. You really can't. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like me and Jason has tried it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys think they have a lot of kids right now? <laughs> Oh, how many they've gone through. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> this is before ours wrath, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and not only was the bird not making the right sounds, neither were the ferrets, because they don't make those squeaky little mouse sounds. Uh, that's the noise that gerbils make. And and my yes. and smaller rope, much smaller. Yeah, and again, we, and, what, uh, sound ferrets 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 make, what sound do ferrets make, Jason? What sound do ferrets make? They don't. Okay. That would be why they gave them a sound. It's a movie, you see. I have a word. I have a word for this. I have a word for this. Nitpicking. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had to find something wrong with this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Because again, entire entire sequences where major characters are abducted by the bad guys, setting up the climax of the film. That's not valid. No, no, not at all. <laughs> That's not a valid criticism. Okay. Um, it's that. the next morning. Hello. That's true. Good point. The sun did come up. That was the transition. All right. So the transition. I am I am proud of myself because we are at the 30 minute mark. Go me. 
That's Yay. good. I, I am going to now bat this one over. Ladies first. Peter, what's your pick? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you didn't tell us how you thought of the movie, Joel. Um, you'll have to listen to the uh, Batchelder episode to hear oh. my. No, I've actually. Uh, no, no, I, okay. I, I actually pretty much have what I said here. I said there, which is I. Normally, I could go on this tirade, but it's so. You never, never. I know. Weird. I know. I know. I understand, Max. It's it's a little shocking to hear that I would be capable of such yeah, a thing. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. But see, here's the thing: <laughs> a movie like this doesn't piss me off because, like you said, it so embraces its absurdity and i do love coscarelli so i'm going to it completely go over to the side of cnd on this and acknowledge this is not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination but, but it's awesome but it's brilliant it is it is one of those so bad it's good kind of movies yeah definitely because yep. it does it, it at least is entertaining there's never really a boring even when there's no talking going on it's still you know very visual and fun to look at and you know, especially for jason lots and, of comedy and, and dar yeah. what <laughs> lots of comedy yes comedy gold so my pick then yes your movie pick my friend this is going to be so left field dodgeball a true underdog story i know why you picked oh, this I know why. Patch of, patches of hulahan yep <laughs> he is great in that isn't he yes he's fantastic <laughs> yeah and he's good at, oh, did you notice his nose? Oh, uh, yeah, what the hell was that? It was a, a wax nose. They had problems with it. It <laughs> melted. <laughs> it melted in the heat. That's why he dropped the kid by the fire. Because he's going to hold his nose in place, yeah. I know it's falling off. I don't understand why they gave him the nose. He wanted it. Uh, really? Yeah, uh, on the feature, he wanted that uh, hawk look to kind of tie up with bird thing is i have no idea but it was they, they said it was because of uh, the hawk with the the nose and why did they need those rancid teeth don't ask i don't know <laughs> you'll have to ask, ask mr rip torn about that i have no idea i'm but still trying to the nose. yeah <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out why the hell those priests hung themselves at the beginning so yeah seriously or <laughs> Being, no, being no I'm being dead serious. Like I don't get why they hung themselves. It was very random. He, well, no, because the king comes in uh -huh. and he says, "Well, well, if you don't stop what you're doing, we'll kill you." Okay. And he says, "We're not scared of death." And then he, and so he's Ocean's basically seven. showing that they're always prepared. They will die for what they believe or, in. Or would a better use of your minions be when the king comes in with one or two guys, knowing that they can't beat said guys, send them. To fight them to the death, and you have a chance to get away. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out. You would there. make a great high priest. You'd make a great high priest. <laughs> I would make a great June priest because I had their hair. Yeah. Would, right after they hung themselves, it would be good to see you. May I look? Oh, wait a minute, dude. That's Damn. what we got to do. Is get yeah. a picture of Damn. Peter, Kevin, me, and Jason when he shaves his head, and have Kevin Spencer put us in like those June priest outfits, like in one of the scenes. <laughs> Where they're getting their asses kicked because they couldn't fight worth the crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so Mads, right. now the true lady of the piece, please tell us what movie 
would you like to recommend that is somehow in a weird way connected to this one? I am going to go with American Flyers from 1985, directed by John Badham, mm. um, because John Amos is in it. John Amos is in everything. Marvelous. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's great. Brilliant. Yeah, he is. Um, it's the it's an early Kevin Costner film where um, about um, an American biking competition, The Hell of the West, mm-hmm. um, where Kevin Costner is sporting an awesome tash. It is amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, John Amos is like he is his mate and goes on is, and goes on the race with him, um, and has a, he like has a comedy son who doesn't like exercising. And don't forget, it's, it's also it's also because of John Amos that we that we learned. Look, being a McDonald's people, we got this little misunderstanding. Hmm? See, they're McDonald's. I'm McDowell's. Huh? Yep. See, McDonald's and McDowell's. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> Lesson learned. American Flyers was, it was also, or as I recall, a very sad movie. Um, it, yeah, it's bittersweet, but it's great. It's, it's, it, I really enjoy it. Uh, it is good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Especially as he wears those very typical, like, 1980s bike racing hats. You know, like the painter's hats backwards kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very stylish. So what you're saying, Mags, is when we when we do this movie next year, a la The Cutting Edge, you want to join us for it. Is that what you're saying? Is that what this oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Definitely. She has a plan. Oh, see. <laughs> it's all my cunning plan. <laughs> wow. You really, you really need a better plan. <laughs> a better A better plan book. A better something. Because... Really need to set the bar a little, yeah, a little higher, <laughs> just a smidge. So, well, that's a main goal for 2014. Yeah. Be unforgotten, be unforgotten place. Yeah. Well, nowhere to go but down from here. <laughs> oh, yes, there is. There's off script. <laughs> yeah, true. Good point. Oh, that was fantastic, guys. I am proud of us because we're only six ish minutes beyond. Wow. I'm actually, that's actually impressive. I'm telling you, we can still go for another hour talking about this movie. Yeah, yeah because yeah. Let's see now. I'll open my list now. I haven't not just. No, yet. good God. <laughs> and, on, and on that note, that was Forgotten Flicks. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>